Good morning and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Monday, October 18th, a beautiful sunny fall day here in Chicago. I'm going solo this morning to cover what I thought was going to be a slow weekend in NFT world. It ended up being fairly action-packed. Uh, we're going to start with the big Facebook metaverse news. Then we're going to hit our market update, take a look at the IC board, and recap the big doodle drop along with a few other big drops from the past few days. We're going to talk the surging one-of-one season, talk some bleeding PFPs and art blocks, and then we're going to highlight one big upcoming project from Ares called The Panels. So that will be our show for today. But first, a word from our sponsors, IC.Tools. As a beginner in NFTs, it can be very difficult to know where to start looking. There are millions of NFTs out there and literally an open sea of JPEGs. I know I was overwhelmed at first and didn't know where to start. This is where IC Tools comes in. IC Tools is essentially an NFT data aggregator that pulls data across NFT marketplace activity and produces visualizations and analytic dashboards in a very user-friendly format to help its users gain an understanding of what to be watching and paying attention to on any given day. Their primary features are trending collections, discovery, address and collections watch, and alerts. Trending is where you can see which projects have the highest sales volume in intervals as short as the past 15 minutes, the daily, or even a three-day view. You can quickly see where the money is flowing at any given time. I use this information to see both the macro views of which projects are dominating the market and the micro views to see which projects are catching steam on the hourly to see if I want to jump in or not. I typically have this tab open all day, every day when I'm trading. Discovery is a similar view as trending, but related to projects that are actively minting. So in that very initial sales phase on the primary. As folks may have found out, a lot of NFT projects do stealth drops. This dashboard allows you to find those stealth drops when they're minting, how fast they're minting, and who's buying them that may not have been on your radar. Their address or wallet watch feature may be the most powerful feature in the product. This is where you can track wallets like whales or the sharpest traders to see what they're buying and selling. You can also follow a curated list of projects in their favorite collections tab where you select a series of projects to watch. I use this information arguably the most in my day-to-day -day trading to inform a majority of my decisions. Understanding what the sharps are doing is integral to success in NFT trading. And having a curated project following allows you to filter out the noise and just track the projects that you care about. And just recently, they rolled out alerts where you can set up wallet alerts and Discord alerts to get notified what certain individuals are acting or doing. So go over to ic.tools to check it out and start finding your own NFT alpha. They have a free version which provides the trending and discovery info and then the premium version at 0.03 ETH per month, which unlocks the watching and alert features. All right. Well, thanks to IC. Let's go ahead and jump in and start with our top news story for today. Coming out of Facebook, Facebook is going to build a metaverse and they're going to do it in Europe. Uh, so they released an announcement yesterday that they are creating 10,000 new jobs, uh, primarily in the EU, to build their version of the metaverse. Um, it was a pretty interesting press release. It doesn't really get into much detail at all, 
Um, you know, they, they lay out a definition for what the metaverse is, a new phase of interconnected virtual experiences using technology like virtual and augmented reality. Um, you know, certainly those who have been active in the NFT space understand the concept of metaverses and the, the various ones that are already being built. Um, this press release was really a lot more about the bet Facebook is making on Europe than it really is about, you know, much detail about what metaverse actually is or what their plans are. Um, some pretty interesting feedback, mostly on Twitter as I was kind of scrolling through and checking it out. Mostly negative reactions, I think, tied to just the general lack of trust in Facebook. The idea of, you know, big tech now entering this space versus some of the smaller decentralized players like the DAOs who are building and different product teams. And then it's the overall centralized versus decentralized view. You know, I don't disagree with those who have those takes, but, you know, overall, I, I do view this as a net positive for the NFT ecosystem. You know, I'm, I'm a simple guy. I think in general, the more attention, the more eyes and users, the more infrastructure that we have in this space, the better. Um, so I was happy to see the announcement. Um, you know, certainly this is not short term. It's going to take years for this to play out, but we'll be interested to see Facebook's impact on the metaverse. That was really the only top news I was going to cover today. Uh, let's jump into our market update here for our next segment. Pull up the three-day view from IC. <clears throat> Leading the board here, Jungle Freaks by Trosley, having done 7,000 ETH here in the past three days. Huge, huge volume. I'll say I, I was surprised to see them on top of the board. I was loosely following them on Friday. I, I didn't get involved in the project. The floor has since raised to 1.1 ETH here this morning. Uh, they're certainly catching some, some tremendous traction. One notable is they sent an honorary jungle freak to Vincent Van Doe, BVD. He rocked it as his PFP on Twitter for the day. So that certainly caught some, some big attention here. Um, it's got a famous artist. So the artist is George Trosley. He is the cartoonist from Hustler magazine. So certainly that has something to do with this. I know Zeneca was plugged in to this one, a few others. I, I haven't really been diving deep on this one, but I'm going to have to pay attention. This is some huge, huge volume here from the Jungle Freaks. Next on the board, Doodles, having just dropped last night in their public sale, over 6,700 ETH traded on the secondary already. The floor is sitting around 0.9 this morning. It had gotten all the way up to about 1.7 in the pre-public sale window last night. Um, all eyes were on this drop. It was heavily anticipated. Everyone thought it was going to be a gas war. It absolutely was a gas war. So the mint was 0.123 Ethereum. I believe it ended up costing most mentors about 0.8 to 0.1 or 0.8 to 1 ETH to buy each of these from the, the anecdotes that I saw and talking to some folks. So the floor is sitting right around the mint cost here, about 12 to 18 hours post mint. Um, we've, we've seen some high-end sales already. We've seen some influencers in the project. So DZFi, 
touted it a bit. Zeneca was on the white list for this one, and he also bought some uh, on secondary as well. So he's invested in the project. Um, the artist here is Burnt Toast. You can see the, the imagery. It's kind of got that cute feel. It's a little bit of Cool Cats vibes. Is, it's kind of what I'm picking up from this. You know, I, I can see... I can see the attraction. I, I actually wasn't too familiar with Burnt Toast before this project came out. Um, from my view, I, I'm a little worried. I don't love when these projects get so high pre-reveal. Seeing a 1.7 floor last night and then knowing it was going to be a gas war, I knew I wasn't going to partake. I'm never going to pay those types of prices for an unrevealed art, especially for a project that I feel is new and hasn't really proven itself yet. Um, I just think the risk is too high. You know, we saw this with, with Mechaverse and folks really FOMOing in pre-reveal and we saw what, what happened and we'll cover that in a bit more. I'm not saying Duda will, will take the same arc, but certainly anyone who bought at 1.7 is in for some short-term pain, having missed a better entry price. Uh, but it seems to be steady. Um, They've got some cool things in motion, apparently. So they've got this community treasury uh, that was funded from portions of the sale here. Um, so we'll see where this one continues to go. I know it's got some, some big backers. Those are the two highlights. We'll quickly go through a few others on the board. Kaiju Kings, they rebounded. Their floor got all the way back up to 4.5 here on nearly 3,000 ETH traded over the last three days. So they're looking like they're going to be a big player. Here to stay. The Metasource project by Dr. DMT with the, the BAYC ties there. Um, holding steady at around 0.33 ETH floor on some decently big volume. Mechaverse in their slow decline. So the Mechaverse floor is now at 1.6 down from 8 uh, where it was last week. It's just been slowly, slowly dropping as we see some capitulation and some disappointment and what the end product there was. So certainly some folks unfortunately got burned a bit. Um, I'm not a buyer at 1.6. I think we're gonna to continue to see the Mecca floor drop sub one. Um, in fact, I would not be shocked if it goes to, to zero. Um, Party Apes, a new project drop, uh, somewhat tied into you know the ape ecosystem or you know, ape avatar here, um, did about a thousand ETH. Art blocks, barely on the board, not even in the top five at 1,200 ETH. That's certainly a bit disappointing to see. Uh, we'll cover that in more detail in a bit. Um, a few other drops from Friday to talk about. We have Fusion from Hideki. Uh, I highlighted this a bit on the show. It was, it was going live, the Dutch auction, during our, our Friday show. Uh, I did participate in this, man. I'm a big fan of Hideki and his art from Art Blocks. Um, his singularity as well as Cypher. Fusion followed a fairly similar arc to the Cypher drop. It ended up minting out right around 2 ETH. It might have touched 1.75. Um, but I have to say, I was confused by the, the secondary reaction. So immediately post-mint, the floor dropped to about 1, 1 ETH. Uh, it's since kind of rebounded off that bottom. It's been steady around 1.3, 1.4 the last few days. I'm confused. I'm surprised. Just why, why meant this? It was pretty clear what this product was going to be, what the art was going to look like. 
to mint this and then just instantly sell for 50% loss. Just it's confounding. It doesn't make sense. It speaks to kind of the environment we're in with folks who are just in this to flip trade immediately. And if they can't, you know, they just try to get out of the project. So I still think Fusion can do well long-term, but it's probably going to be a little while before we see this uh, tick up. Then we've got CryptoFlies. So this is a new product from the Toads ecosystem. I'm going to go ahead and show their page. So this was a free mint for anyone who owned and holds a Cryptoads NFT. It was one-to-one. We saw a lot of minting on this Friday afternoon when they went live. The floor surged all the way up to about 0.3 ETH at peak. It has since retraced a bit back to about 0.13 here. We saw a lot of high-ish in sales uh, based on this floor price. So the Fly Denza, in homage to the Toe Denza, which sits over 100 ETH floor, um, those were selling in the 3 to 5 ETH range. There are some legendary crypto flies, uh, one which uh, is an homage to Xcopy. We saw that fly sell for 16. Um, so, so certainly some high-end sales. Really interesting to see kind of where this project goes. I'm very curious if the flies are going to have kind of their own sub-community sub within the Cryptodes overall ecosystem, um, or if they're just going to be kind of known as a side project that came and, and went. But I'm certainly hopeful that this has some staying power here. Uh, and then the last product I'll highlight, it's not on our IC board, but it minted out last night, Shamdu, who is an influencer from crypto Twitter. I think he might be 16 years old. He did a stealth drop for this project called the Head Dow. It minted out last night. He raised 470 ETH for this Dow. I think most of the proceeds went to the Dow. I think he did get a cut. I don't know the exact percentages here. Um, so essentially, this is a fund Dow NFT play here um, and not more really your particular art type project. But good for Shamdu um, for, for selling that out. That is our market update. Let's go ahead and get into our segments here. We're going to start with one of ones. It is one of one season in full swing, evidenced again last night by Starry Night Cap. Uh, I'm going to show the Starry Night Cap Super Rare Collection page, highlight a few of their most recent acquisitions. Um, so first, St. Nakamoto, they picked up last night for 270 ETH here um, in homage to Satoshi, Bitcoin founder. You can see the art here is it's animated. He's eating a sandwich with dollar bills. You can see some homage to the, the Renaissance art here in the, in the style as well. Ultimately it's, it's a meme. And then if we go down to the, the next pickup um, from starry night crypto art monetization generation, Matt Kane is the artist. They paid 320 ETH for this 1.2 million dollars it's also an animated piece matt kane one of the the most famous artists in the space he just famously dropped a new series that's running on super rare right now the door uh, which is catching attention of the biggest name collectors <clears throat> i think starry night is being pretty evident with you know their style of, of pickup and they are very in on the mimetic 
meme-based art, um, and they are paying high price tags for it. it. It certainly seems like it will be a really foundational aspect of this crypto art scene um, and revolution that, that we're in right now. And certainly Starry Night, betting big on that. Outside of Starry Night, Hackatow had also a great weekend. Two big pieces off the board here in three-digit ETH. So Beyond the Void sold for 100 ETH here to the Poseidon NFT fund. Um, earlier in the weekend, Hack of a Bear, the architect, sold for 145 ETH. Hackatow cementing his place as a top artist here in Super Rare and in the space. The four price for a Hackatow piece now sits right around 150 ETH. Uh, kind of rounding out our update, a few other notable sales. Dot Inner Self by Rafa Grassetti sold for 40 ETH. The Circle of Life from Nude Yoga Girl sold for 25. Definitely a unique piece there. And then uh, Travis Leroy sold a piece for 5.5 to Dr. Burry. Um, highlighting Travis here because he is the fourth artist on Super Rare. So certainly one of the OGs in this space. Um, but compared to some of the other OGs, his, his work is at a more approachable price point. Um, so take a look at, at Travis Leroy. We'll, we'll link to it in our show notes here from today. That's our one-on-one update. Let's keep going. Let's move into blue chip PFPs. We're going to start with CryptoPunks uh, pulling up their sales page. You know, overall, the entire blue chip PFP market is bleeding right now. We are seeing 30 to 65% drawdowns from our recent bull market all-time highs. Certainly a, a mini bear uh, that we're in right now. You know, the, the punks, it, it felt like it was a slow weekend. I feel like I keep saying that, but then I looked at the sales board this morning and we saw 35 sales in the past three days. So the punks market is still somewhat liquid. Punks are moving. Uh, as we look at the board, it's almost entirely, you know, bottom 20% for punks that are going. A few highlights. We see uh, a nice VR for 150 and a nice blonde here for 175. Those are the two highlights. Uh, pretty much everything else on the floor. Current floor 105 down from 140, you know, about a 30, 35% drawdown there. Mebits, the other project from Larva Labs, showed some signs of life this weekend. Uh, we saw a pig off the board. We saw a hoodie sale at 22, one of the higher hoodie sales we've seen in a while. The floor does still sit right at 3.6 ETH, down from somewhere around eight in the last big run-up. So down over 50%. Um, Nebus are showing some signs of life, but certainly some, some pain here since the, the last big run and a lot of questions of when, you know, Mimits may run again. Born Apes. So their floor is sitting right around 35. We've seen several sales come in under that mark, people hitting the bot offers. I'm afraid we're going to start seeing some 20s coming here soon. Um, kind of similar downtrend here. So they're down about 50% from the all-time high that hit 60 in that wild weekend after Steph Curry bought in and made his PFP in, in Ape. Um, so certainly down a bit 
but becoming a bit more approachable as well. Cool cats, similar floors at 8.5. We've seen some sales in the sevens. So they had previously ran up to about 14. So we're down about 40%. Similar story for the cryptodes. Uh, in fact, even worse. So the toads are in the low fives down about 66% from, you know, the 14, 15 all time high that we saw. Um, it's to any of the listeners out there who've been listening to my show, I'm a toads lover. I've been pretty upfront and honest about that. I continue to accumulate toads. It's one of my highest conviction plays. Um, so certainly I'm surprised to see this level of, of drawdown here. Um, Overall, I do think that the book is fairly thin, and when the tides turn, I think they will turn fast. But it appears we are in for some short-term pain. Part of my surprise is, so the reason I've got the conviction on the toads is that it's the whole CCO, open, public source, and the ecosystem that's being built around the toads. We've already seen three projects that I'll call successful. So we had the Soxdal launch, we had the Chodes, which got to a point three reveal uh, a 0.3 floor pre-reveal since gone down um, and then the crypto flies which also dropped last friday and immediately ran to about a 0.3 floor this is real utility income for toads owners so you're sitting at between 0.6 and 1 eth if you sold these side projects that you were able to get um, in profit and owning these toads for just three to four weeks. And we're at the very beginning. There are several new projects coming down the pipeline. It's part of the reason why I'm so bullish. I want to quickly highlight the, the next project that's coming that's really getting a lot of attention here. It's the Creature Toads. We see the cap down on their website coming in two days, 23 hours. Um, so it's going to be Thursday, late morning. These are going to drop. The Creature Toads, First crossover project between two independently successful NFT communities, the Creatures and the Cryptodes. The Creatures, uh, Kevin Rose touted them on their uh, come out. They have a pretty strong community. I haven't checked the four recently. I know it was, it was up in the mid twos, kind of as high as three or so. Um, cryptodes, as we covered in, in detail on this show. So this is a crossover project. Creature owners and crypto toads owners are able to mint these. It's one per owner, not one per toad or creature. I'm really curious if we are going to see a gas war on this. Um, the other toad side projects, derivatives, whatever you want to call them, have not minted out. Um, the, the flies still have about 1,500 left. Um, I feel like the creature toads will absolutely mint out with the two different communities involved. Um, the art looks really strong on these. I think this will have a strong foundation on its own. I won't be surprised if we see above a one eighth floor. I've seen some folks call for as high as five. That seems a little, a little high, um, but some high hopes for this one. All right. Well, that takes us through blue chip PFPs uh, and other bleeding NFT project types. Let's talk about art blocks. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the recently sold board here from Art Blocks Curated. Um, one newsworthy item is OpenSea has recently changed their interface uh, for Art Blocks, where now it is collection centric 
and you can browse much more easily by the different art blocks um, collection sets. So Pedenza, Genesis, Sculpture, you can go to those project pages and filter and um, interact with them much easier. Uh, but you can still see the overall curated playground and factory views. Um, I'm showing the curated view here on the screen. Highlights from the last few days. We, we saw some high-end Fidenza sales, um, 180, 200 ETH. So the high-end is, is doing okay. Um, the rest of the mid-tier still in retrace mode, down you know, 30 to 60% from all-time highs. But you know, there, are there are signs of life. Um, archetypes are moving as we kind of scroll through the board. Several of those went sculptures uh, by Peter Pasma. Uh, one of the highest volume uh, by pure sales numbers that we've seen over the past weekend. Um, I, I feel strongly that those will come back once we, we get through the, the huge listing wall there. Um, we saw some dynamic slices, fragments of an infinite field, some singularities, pigments were fairly common. Um, and of course, squiggles. Um, overall, it's slow. We saw art blocks not even in the top five on the IC board. It feels like we're in accumulation phase. I, I do take a look and take notice at who the buyers and sellers are um, in the art block sales feed. And I feel anecdotally that we're seeing more of these pieces go to diamond hand or stronger collectors, um, you know, from more shorter term traders and flippers. And eventually we will hit a tipping point, a turning point when there's more buying interest. And I do think these, some of these floors will be able to make pretty rapid ascension. But certainly, uh, again, we're in a, a bit of a mini bear here. All right, well, that's our, our last project segment. Um, I do want to talk about an upcoming drop here uh, from Ariz. Um, so Ariz is a generative artist in the space. He has his own project set. Uh, this is actually his fourth project. Um, I'm going to go through the page here and, and spend a few minutes talking about this one. Um, so he describes it as an experiment about emergence arising from collective intelligence, um, saying it, it borrows some aspects and elements of game theory and biology. It is a collab with several DAOs, um, so Flamingo Dow is directly involved in this one um, in their source and community participation from some of the other biggest name DAOs out there, Fingerprints, Squiggle Dow, Nouns Dow, um, and the Emergence Dow, among others. So I, I want to read a little bit about um, <clears throat> some of the concepts here. Defining emergence. Emergence occurs when an entity is observed to have properties its parts do not have on their own which emerge only when the parts interact in a wider whole. So I, we'll, we'll see how this panel's project uh, brings about that emergence. And then his other tagline from the site, art is only a building block from which we set up meaning. So let's take a look about what this actually is. So the panels have two main concepts, blocks and panels. So the blocks are going to be the, the basis of this project, single, independent generative art pieces. Um, you see some sample images here on the, on the page. It seems like he's going to include some references to some other big, big name generative art projects. Um, so these are the individual pieces. 
And then you have the panels. So this is meant to be the, the final artwork here for the project, which is built by combining series of the individual blocks. So panels can be as small as two by two and as big as six by six. To create a panel, you have to burn the individual block. So you've essentially lost that individual piece and it will only exist in the panel um, once you've done that action. And then uh, let's say, you see the example here, it's a three by three grid. So the user would have burnt all nine of those individual blocks and then they would receive essentially this one panel NFT, um, which will be the, you know, the, the art piece at this point. So we can see individually, you know, these are just somewhat basic pieces of generative art, but when you put them together, certainly it gets a much different feel, a new image, a new meaning seems to arise. And I think that's where the emergence uh, comes into play. Talking a little bit about the tactics here. So the block mint is going to start soon. I want to say it's going to be early next week. I don't think Ariz has formally announced it. Um, it's going to be a flat 0.05 ETH cost per block with a 10K cap. Um, that's going to be the first phase. And then once all the blocks are minted, folks will be able to mint the panels. Um, and again, to mint the panels, you'll have to be burning the blocks as I understand that uh, the, the panels will be free. So you're just, you're just burning your block, which has a cost uh, to generate your panel. And that's how it's going to work. Um, a few of the other mechanisms in the project, burn to mint blocks. So let's say you're unhappy with a few of your blocks, you can essentially re-roll them uh, with the burn mechanism. It's N minus one. Um, so what that means is if you have five blocks that you want to burn, you'll get four back, uh, five minus one. If you have two pieces, you can burn them and get one back. Um, it's a bit of a gamble. Uh, it's where some of that game theory comes into play. Additionally, he's allowing for the deconstruction of panels. Um, so what this means here is if, if you're unhappy with your final product, or let's say you acquired some new blocks that you think would fit better, you can essentially empty your panel out and refill it. Um, but apparently there is going to be a degrade function where some of the blocks will lose their sharpness. So I'm really curious to see how that one will pan out. And then panel metadata controlled by the mentor. This means essentially is the owner can name the, the final panel and add a little bit more of the data to it. So that's the project. Um, I think it seems really cool. There's an interesting community contest that Ariz is putting on here this week. So all those DAOs that I mentioned are going to come together um, to compete in a contest to see who can create the best panel. Um, each of them are going to get 50 blocks um, and they're going to have to create the best panel, which will be voted on by a Twitter poll. Um, it's the, you know, the, one of the first times that we've seen different DAOs coming together to, to get different communities involved in a project like this. I think it's a really cool idea. I'm really excited to see what some of the, the sharpest minds in this space come out with as a way of kind of demonstrating how this project can work. So I, th I think it's really smart for Marie's. For those who are new to Ariz and 
don't have the background, I want to spend just a few minutes and talk about uh, his prior projects. So I'm going to start with Formergence. Formergence is Ariza's Genesis project, uh, his very first project that he, that he launched. I'm going to show that website. It's formergence.art for those who are interested. Um, it's essentially generative fractal art. Um, it's, it's very simple. You know, he describes it as an experience because the pieces are animated and they, they grow. The fractals are produced live while you're watching them. It's raw. It's just black and white. It's, it's very simple. Um, it's, it's instinctive because it's, it's shapes that you're familiar with are, are formed. And we're going to, I'm just going to scroll down and show just a few examples of what these pieces look like here. Um, one of the highlights of Ariz is, to me, is his innovation. Um, so the Formergence project is deflationary. And one of the first deflationary generative art projects that I've come across uh, that I know of that exist. So it was a set of 1,000 pieces. He introduced that burn to mint mechanism that I talked about for the panels project. Um, but he described it as the very first of its kind. It's the first that I was aware of. Um, so Formergence had that N minus one. So you minted, let's say, nine Formergence pieces. You can burn them and you can get eight back. Um, we've seen a lot of burning in this community already. Again, that project started with 1,000 supply. I want to say it's in the high 700s now. Um, so we've already net lost over 200 pieces. Um, there's a lot of game theory going on. There's a lot of, so people are trying to, you know, of course, generate better pieces of art. Some folks in the community are wondering, does that make the, the true Genesis pieces more valuable um, as Genesis pieces continue to get burned over time? Um, the Emergence DAO is famously burning huge volumes. I think they're burning over 100 um, in some community burns that are happening on a biweekly basis. So a lot going on with this project. Then we have Pole Squares. Pole Squares is the second in the Emergence series from Ariz. I'm going to show their website, polesquares.art. A few of the taglines, a unique, simple, primitive. It's very simple. It's based on a pulsing square. Um, he just describes it as having no meaning by itself, but when combined, creates beautiful patterns. Um, I'm a big fan of the artwork in pulse squares. Again, it seems so simple. It's just pulsing squares of light in different colors. But I really do think they create some pretty beautiful images. Um, it's math-based, just like everything in Ariz's projects. Um, that's a, a foundation point for him. Um, it's generative, so of course it has randomness. This on-chain signature that he mentions on the site, um, he alludes to the fact that future projects will be able to interact with pull squares, um, which will be really interesting to see how that potentially plays out. And then I think the more distinctive piece about this is this constellation concept. Um, so a few ways you can get these constellations and it's the rotating dots here in the frame of this piece that I'm showing. Um, you can burn other Ares artwork from different projects into a pole square and generate a constellation. So you can actually burn a emergence piece into a pole square. Um, we've seen that happen 
several times already. Um, so if you go to the OpenSea page for a pulse square that's had a emergence burned into it, you can actually see the record of that was which has been burned, but that piece no longer exists on its own. It only exists within the pulse square NFT. A really cool concept. It adds to the overall deflationary mechanism of, of the Ares ecosystem. Um, I think it's pretty brilliant. We've already seen some competition for the biggest constellations. Um, Anonymous famously going in. I think Proper's got one of the biggest ones. Anonymous has a piece, I think 15 to 17 constellations in it. Um, so several burned pieces. You can burn pole squares into pole squares. You can also burn avid lines, uh, which I'll talk about next. Um, he also introduced a gallery concept where you can store these pole squares in a gallery where they can be on display. They're not in your wallet. They're in the gallery. Every four months, you get a constellation piece. This is a mechanism of supply reduction, kind of doing a little bit more forced holds, uh, which is also smart and innovative. And I haven't really seen that in other projects. So that's pull squares. Last, we have Avid Lines. Um, here, I'm just going to go to the Avid Lines OpenSea page just to give a, you know, a quicker view of what some of these look like. Um, the Avid Lines project is, you know, from an innovation stance, this was Ariza's first composability project. So these are composed based on autoglyphs. Autoglyphs, known as one of the very first on-chain generative art projects, um, one of the most elite and exclusive sets to get into. I think the floor is around 400 to 450 Ethereum, well over a million dollars to buy an autoglyph piece. The way Avid Lines worked is it was a public mint. Users had to select an autoglyph to be the foundational composable piece. And then the Avid Lines was generated off of each of those respective autoglyphs. Uh, additionally, the owner of the autoglyph got a percentage of the fees uh, from the primary sale. I don't know if they get the secondary sales or not. I'll have to look into that. Um, but really cool, innovative feature with the composing. I, I hadn't seen this in the space as well. Um, Avid Lines had a, a real surge, really just kind of talking about the market for these three collections. Now that I've introduced them, at one point, to buy the full set for emergence of Pulse Square and an Avid Line would have cost about 50 Ethereum. It's now retraced. It's about 18 uh, to pick up all three. So the Formergence is the cheapest at around three ETH floor. Pulse Square is sitting around seven and Avid Line sitting around eight. Um, so kind of in line with the overall market, we've seen over a 60% drawdown. I'm hyper bullish on Ares and these three projects. Um, I'm specifically bullish on Formergence as the Genesis project from Ares, who I think could go down as one of the most innovative generative artists you know, from this time period. Uh, being able to pick up his first project pieces for three ETH seems like a steal to me. Um, I have nine in my collection and something I'm looking to continue to accumulate. Um, but of course, not investment advice, do your own research. But if you aren't familiar with this series, go ahead and check them out. Um, and we will send out the links here to the various projects in our show notes. All right. Well, that's our show for today. 
thanks to our friends at IC Tools for sponsoring. Again, if you're looking to get started in NFT trading, you need the right data at your fingertips. IC Tools is a great place to start. Head over to IC.tools to check out their products and use the free version to see which projects are trending. The home for NFT Alpha. Uh, to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on Friday at 11. Till then, stay safe in those NFT streets. Goodbye.